Hello everyone and welcome to a new episode of Grounded. We are a student-run podcast and we hope to help other students increase their mental health literacy and learn employment and academic skills to reduce some of the major stresses in students' lives. My name is Ishwan. And my name is Janvi. In today's episode, we are joined with two special guests, Kieran and Victor. They are the 2021 winners of PsychTalks Project Mind team of two. So to give a little background, UNSW PsychSol created this initiative in 2020 where students were grouped together to create a project that aimed to improve the mental health of UNSW students and the winning projects were able to implement their ideas and that's kind of how this podcast was formed. So it's got a special moment kind of like us passing on the baton to this year's winners. And without further ado, I'd like to welcome Kieran and Victor. Would you please introduce yourselves? Uh, hey, so good to be here. Um, I'm Victor and I'm a third year uh, psychology student. Yeah, uh, I'm Kieran. I'm like a fourth or fifth year. I deferred a year and a half. So it's technicality at this point. And I do economics and psychology. So without further ado, let's dive in. So do you mind telling us what was your project all about? Uh, well, our project was about essentially getting people used to the idea of disability. Well, we kind of felt that a lot of people, there was a lot of stigma around disability, the tag of disability and the idea of having a disability and we just saw that it wasn't right and that it wasn't right the way that uh, UNSW was going about it at the moment so we thought that hey we can you know there's a gap here we can we can look at uh, something that was like uh, that we could fill in yeah so our, uh, our actual project was um, based around having ambassadors that would be lived experiences of, you know, disability issues or equity issues. Um, basically, uh, on campus, you're not really going to find much visibility of these sort of issues. Um, I know, for, uh, at least on my end, um, before I, I embarked on this project with Kieran, I, I didn't really have much of a clear, um, you know, what the status of people with disabilities uh, uh, on campus was like, and basically how those issues are being treated on campus and the answer is not very, not really well. So um, yeah, that's basically what our um, project set out to sort of address in some areas, but obviously not fully, you know, you know, the scope is massive. So we're not fully, you know, encompassing all of those issues, but at least we're trying to target a few of those. Yeah, that's really good to hear. It's really interesting kind of from your own perspective, what we don't know and kind of spreading that to the wider audience of UNSW and I think it, yeah it's a really good point you made you know we can't encompass everything but even just a little bit just, even just a little bit of change is better than nothing um yeah that's really good to hear and I guess team of two how was your group formed how did you guys meet and how did it come up with your project team name there are only two of us <laughs> we we started with a group of six um first week I remember I got to the workshop and I was like, oh, there's, I, I don't really see many people from my team here. And then second week we moved to Zoom because of the lockdown and whatnot. And there's only Victor and I. Then the next week, it was only Victor and I. And uh, yeah, we just became the team of two. 
uh, instead of a group of six that we should have been. But it was just circumstance. Interesting. How did you guys meet? Did you guys know each other before the project? Uh, I think we all chose to be randomly allocated groups and that's how we all came together. Yeah, it reminds me of our time at Project Minds Ishwan. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so what made you decide to join Project Mind? Uh, personally, it was just getting back into volunteering for me and also trying to find ways to kind of give back to the community and the kind of field that I really was passionate about, which is mental health and disability. Uh, these are like two fields that I volunteered in quite a lot. And I was like, you know, why not? I'm going to meet people who have good ideas and, you know, I'm going to learn something from it. And yeah, that was essentially it. Yeah. Fair enough. What about you, Victor? Uh, for me, I guess, um, I guess speaking from a broader perspective, I feel like most people who do a psychology degree, um, probably feel that the biggest shortcoming is the fact that you don't really get to do anything with your knowledge, um, at least in your undergraduate years. So Project Minds for me was like a really good opportunity for me to actually put into practice what I've learned, I guess. And, you know, I'm pretty sure most people who do study psychology are in it to, you know, give something back. And, you know, this was a really good opportunity for me to do so. So, yeah, that's, that's it for me. Yeah, it's really interesting seeing the different perspectives and what kind of motivated you guys to join that's really interesting so team of two uh what was your process like leading up to your final idea did you guys work through a lot of changes or did you guys stay on the same path from the get-go how did you guys get to your end project basically we were really stuck on getting an idea until like not even like two weeks before the actual the first pitch was due um me and Kieran, you know, we, we were throwing ideas at each other and none of them were really resonating with us that that much. Um, and then we got paired up with mentor Madov, who was really great at helping us uh, work through um, our issues with getting an idea on track. And in the end, it came down to two ideas. Um, so uh, this the idea that we eventually ended up on was Kieran's idea and I had my own idea. And we had some input from some other teams, uh, it's not from some other teams, from some other individuals. And, you know, we decided to scrap my idea and just move forward with Kieran's idea. And we just stuck with that. Do you have anything to add Kieran? Yeah, no, it was just a tumultuous time. Uh, a lot of it was, there was a lot of times where I was just like, you know what, let's just join another team. Let's do something else. Because it was just Victor and I in a one Google Doc being like, okay, let's meet up at like 8pm tonight and just try to get an idea before we talk to Madhav, um, like our, our great mentor. And then we were just like, well, why don't we do this? And it's like, oh, well, it's not that good. It's okay. And there wasn't anything that stood out, as Victor said. And yeah, it was just essentially uh, Madhav supporting us with, you know, other perspectives. I think something else I did want to say about the idea is, it was based off of a personal experience because uh, I, when I wrote the whole thing for it, the whole pitch for it, it was um, it, it was based off of something that used to be at UNSW when I was volunteering a lot here called Accessibility Ambassadors. But I wanted to cater it more towards disability. 
and I wanted it to bring awareness to disability because I thought that there aren't many people in universities who disclose their disability and speaking personally as someone with disability, it is very hard to get and very weird to get kind of anything from UNSW or really from Ed Unis because the process is you need this document, you need to book this with this specialist and can you really do that? And yeah, you know, that's where it came from. It was just out of necessity. Yeah, I mean, yeah, fair enough. Because um, firstly, like, as you said, I know that there's a lot of uh, back and forth in these things. And you just got to stick it out for some time before you um, uh, before you end up with the final project. And uh, yeah, I can uh, see that your personal experience, how that fed in here. And um, I hope that this simplifies all the processes and actually helps people that do need help and makes it more accessible. Yeah. What were some of the biggest problems or challenges that you came across when you were developing this idea for your project? I guess for me, uh, the the hardest, the biggest problem was getting uh, like not stepping on the toes of existing programs. So there's the disability, the people disabilities collective, there's activate UNSW, there's, you know, ELS, there's EDI. There's a lot of stuff that already exists at UNSW, but we don't want, we didn't want to just make a program that was, you know, just a little bit better than that. And then, you know, just pitch it because it wouldn't be right. And also it wouldn't help as much as we wanted. So finding ways to slowly, like little by little help everyone and kind of be an intermediate um, intermediary. Um, but yeah, Madhav helped us. Uh, we had someone who worked with Allied UNSW and their framework kind of helped us. But that's what I thought was the biggest problem. Uh, for me, um, personally, the biggest challenge, I guess, on my end was at first just understanding the project itself because, like I said, it was Kieran's idea. And part of the reason why I was hesitant to jump on board at first was because I didn't fully understand um, what this sort of program would entail and, you know, what sort of gaps it would be filling at UNSW. Um, so after, you know, we had a lot of really long late night talks with Madhav and, and Kieran. Um, they really helped me figure things out and see exactly where this program was coming from and what sort of gaps it would fill. And after that, you know, I was fully on board. Um, I guess for the project, some of the big issues, uh, one, one issue that did come up when we were um, gathering statistics uh, for our pitch was um, basically um, with this sort of space, it's it's really important to be quite, um, how do I say this, quite tactful with how you phrase things because they're, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a bit of a sensitive topic for many and it's very important to respect those sorts of, um, I wouldn't say boundaries, but, you know, those sort of sensitivities, I guess, part of the learning process as well when uh, going through this project. Mm, that's a really good point, I think. Um, what Kieran mentioned because you don't really want to overstep what's existing because they exist for a reason 
to kind of combat that issue that you had, what differentiates your project from the existing projects that we already have? Oh, it's like a, sorry it's just it's just like i'm back at the pitch again um <laughs> no all okay. good you can and, say you don't need to make it like an elaborate like formal pitch you know give us a little overview hmm. about your baby you know yeah no um well the, the reason why ours is different is just the main fact that it's entirely student-based and we would have disability champions uh not champions disability ambassadors <laughs> disability and champions already exist which is what we were trying to avoid but these are students um, who are essentially going to be part of projects, part of groups, parts of events, and kind of take away the stigma from uh, disability, the word disability. And we thought it would help, you know, especially in the workplace later on, because workplace discrimination based on disability does still happen. And it's probably because of lack of uh, exposure if that makes sense, you know, people aren't used to it. And so when we worked on it, we looked at all the data. And I guess the biggest way that we differ from, like, let's say Activate UNSW is that we aim to, you know, build a community, but we don't have all the resources ourselves. We kind of are the middlemen, if that makes sense. Like we bring people to the resources. Uh, a question that I would ask during the pitch was like, what employment opportunities could you give, um, you know, people who volunteer under your project? And I, at the time I said, well, no, there, I wouldn't, we wouldn't be giving them employment opportunities because there's already uh, stuff at Careers UNSW, the Australian Network of Disability and such. Um, we're just here to let them know that this stuff exists. And make it easier for them to get it because it's very scary to kind of uh disclose that you have a disability because people look at you differently there's no way of going around it like well i have a disability and i do stuff normally but you know if i said i said to my friends one day hey i had a disability they'd be like oh oh you know everyone has that response so this is about normalizing or destigmatizing that response and uh, sorry, I went on a rant there, but no, not the, at all. The yeah. the key difference is that the the stuff we provide is exposure, not and information, not actual like we're not going to do these things. We're going to show you where to get these things, and we're going to make it so people know about these things. That was really interesting. I really liked that you kind of brought on that personal touch. Um, into the project yeah I love that and I guess for Victor in terms of your issues of with like the statistics and making sure to maintain I guess respectful how did you combat that um we did get we did have a meeting with uh, Nyonica who um was basically running project minds this year um so we had a meeting uh with her and we talked through you know a bit about the post because um I think one of her friends informed her about the post and um, they just talked through some of the language that was, I guess on their end seemed a bit insensitive. I'm not exactly a hundred percent sure what to look out for. Um, so, you know, things did slip through the gaps. Um, and all I can say that is that I'm glad that it happened at that stage of the project um, while we were still figuring things out. 
Whereas if it was when we were already quite established, then that would have been pretty bad for us. But, you know, moving forward from that, it's definitely something that we're really looking out for uh, in, in the future. The part to focus on should be that you guys recognize that, you know, that wasn't going the way it should. And because lots of times um, people don't recognize this, that, you know, as you said, not boundaries, but overstepping those lines or whatever. And they're not conscious about it. They're not aware about it. And yeah, it's, it's really nice to see that that came on pretty early in your project. Um, so moving on, uh, how was your experience in competing in Project Minds? Like, what, do you think you learned something from this experience or like seeing other teams? How was that? Personally, I guess the experience was very exhausting and tiring. I don't know how it felt for you, Victor, but we were doing a lot of the work that, well, sh- that should have been like spread out throughout like a whole team and like Victor was like the very responsible one like I was very ready to throw in the towel like multiple times and just give up on the project because I was like who cares I was essentially that's what it was I was like okay even if we win this it's like it's it's not it's not worth it it's too much work you know and uh Victor was always working hard behind the scenes and in front of the scenes. He like made the whole presentation. He made a lot of emails. He kept talking me through my ideas and he kind of kept me honest in that. So I think my experience from competing in Project Mind was that I think I do need someone like Victor to keep me in check or else I will lose motivation 100% quickly. But I also learned that, uh, you know, struggling is part of a pitch. And, you know, it, it, it does no good to give up on something. Um, but also, it was very interesting to see other people's ideas. So, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, um, it's like you just got to make the best of things that come your way. Like life give you, gives you lemons, you make lemonade. <laughs> what about you, Victor? Uh, yeah, like I mentioned before, um, you know, I learned a lot about, you know, <laughs> it sounds weird, but I learned a lot about our project itself. Uh, I guess the sort of issues that there are uh, existing at the moment and ways that we could sort of circumvent those, which we're trying to implement in our project. I also ended up really liking the sort of um, two-person dynamic we had in our team. Because like Kieran said, there was that sort of like, maybe I was a bit more on top of things, but Kieran had you know, the real, the passion, the passion and the drive and also the experience that I was missing to, you know, really see this project through. So I really liked that dynamic and uh, I definitely feel like our partnership was definitely a reason why I guess our pitch was so successful um, along with, you know, all the support that we got from Mardav and everyone else that also um, put in their two cents in our project, which was really greatly appreciated. So overall, I'll just say that the biggest uh, thing that I got out of Project Minds was um, a lot of teamwork skills, basically, yeah. I love that. It's so interesting. You don't expect to learn a lot about yourself, but then you end up do. So that's always a good thing to hear. A really good throwback, you know, it just reminded me of 
back in our days in Javi and the others. A lot of stress preparing for the pitch. We definitely, you know, ripped up stuff last minute. <laughs> but that's always good to hear. Speaking of the pitch, well, like just a little, just a little bit of feedback. How did you guys feel about it? Uh, at the time, I, I can tell you honestly, the first pitch, the Heat, I thought we were going to lose straight up. Um, I don't think I like I said it to the others because I was just staying hopeful, and uh, but I was just like, yeah, no. Uh, I, I, I was very pessimistic. I, that's just how I am as a person, I guess. But I was, I was looking at these other ideas, and I was like, these are interesting, and I can see why some people might not choose our idea because some of it already exists. Um, but looking back, I think we did our pitches really good. I mean, I fumbled on some of my speech. I remember that clearly because it, it goes across you like a hot flash whenever you stumble over something. Because no matter how much you prepare for something, it's the moment you stumble over a word, this is like, oh man, that's not good. <laughs> Even though it doesn't really affect things at all. But uh, I, I, I think we did really good. I mean, our preparation is good. Our presentation is good. I remember, yeah, I remember it fondly. It's very good. <laughs> yeah, I guess from my end, uh, it was pretty. It was pretty hectic because all of the slides that we made were made you know, in, in like less than two days before the pitch, even the final pitch, because I ended up remaking the entire pitch um, I did in like the last 24 hours. So on that end, it was, it was kind of hectic, but I was pretty confident throughout the entire process. I guess the only time I was a bit uncertain was, you know, on the first pitch night. But I guess one of the things that I really looked out for in presentations was feasibility. So, um, Actually, my idea, the reason why we dropped that was because um, uh, one person commented that, you know, if we wanted to make an app, which was what my idea was entailing, then it would cost probably, you know, upwards of, you know, $30,000, $40,000 a year to um, keep updating the app and, you know, maintain all the data stored by the app. So I was like, okay, we're not going down that route then. And then come pitch night, everyone is bringing out apps. And I'm like, okay, well, that's some, that's some points that I think those, those groups might be losing because they're definitely going to be grilled on that later on during questions, which they did. So I'm very glad that, you know, we had that input before the pitch night and not during pitch night. So, yeah. Yeah, because I was also thinking about a potential app as well. One of our previous ideas was like, well, my, well, my, one of my previous ideas was um, if there's a game called Kind Words, um, essentially it's you send anonymous messages to people and you can get anonymous messages from people. And it's just kind of like a nice thing to have. And I thought it'd be very easy to implement, you know, it would be something that would be nice, but it just very, it's, it's just very weird to implement for a university, for a very small, uh, well, not very small, university is big, but you know, uh not the biggest sample size of people if that makes sense i remember victor brought up an idea of matching people based on like you know subjects and stuff so like you know an app where you could meet friends through that like a um, uni tinder <laughs> and that's basically how i described it i'm pretty sure <laughs> yeah nice. the reason why we went with my idea was the app like the, the apps were just insanely expensive and we were just like 
well, we got to do something and it can't be the app. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds heavy. Yeah. Um, budgeting is a thing to be mindful of uh, at the end. Moving on. Uh, how did you feel when you found out that you won Project Mine? I remember Ishwan and Arti, like the group chat exploded and whatnot. How about yeah. you guys? What did you feel? I, I was very excited. <laughs> I, I, I think I was, I was just like, uh, I was like, yeah, I think I did that in the, in the video chat when everyone was there and we were announcing because they go from third to second. And then I was just like, did we not get like, I was so scared. I was like, come on. Like we had to get something there. Um, but yeah, I was very excited, but also, um, you know, it just made a lot of the hard work worth it because it was finally kind of accepted. And, you know, I, I just felt like I could relax for once. <laughs> uh, for me, I guess, I guess I was probably a bit more confident in Kieran with how we were doing fish. Um, so yeah, I was definitely excited, but I knew that with all the long talks we'd have with Mara, with, you know, with the students with disabilities collective, um, all, the, all the other third parties, I was pretty confident in our chances. We'd done our, you know, homework and, you know, we put together a really nice presentation and we practiced it pretty thoroughly. Um, so I was confident in our chances. And I guess, you know, even if we didn't, um, even if we didn't come out as the victors, then I was still, you know, thinking in the back of my mind, you know, we're still going to carry this, this project out, right? Because this is something where we've already laid out a lot of the groundwork. Um, we can definitely still work with what we've got even after the program. And even if, even if we didn't, technically win project mine so yeah uh, just a bit more on that point we had because uh, the reason why like we, we had already planned we had a disability champion to look after the project as well and to uh isabella vertucci um we had i sent a message to rebecca freed um ED, from edi and i knew the person who so as i said it was based on something called accessibility ambassadors um, my boss, when I worked there was essentially, uh, someone called Jessica Lucan. I might've be pronouncing the last name wrong. And I pitched the program to them as well. I just sent bunches of emails with my pitches there. And I was, I was very like, uh, you know, even if we don't win, there is a way to help the university with it. It doesn't have to be us, but it, you know, the idea has to go through. Yeah, no, I really like that. Just knowing your core values of why you guys are even making this project, not because of winning, but because you actually want to make a change. I think that definitely makes a really good foundation. Where are you guys headed now after, you know, winning Project Mind, now that Project Mind is finished? Is it bad to say that we don't know yet? Because <laughs> no. we've, talked to, we've talked to, like, a bunch of the organizers for Project Minds, We've sent, like I've sent an email to Rebecca once again, because the first one was uh, somewhere in the junk folder, I assume. Uh, and we're just waiting for a response. We have like our contacts ready. Vin uh, Victor got a response from, uh, what's that? Uh, uh, people with disabilities, right? Yeah, we got a response. I feel like... Uh, we don't want to make it too big and then like hype it up too much to the outside, like, you know, people with disabilities and stuff. And then 
have to scale it like really far down. So we just want to, we're just waiting to see what's possible, what's in the realm and what funding we can get and where we can get from it. Because uh, like during our pitch, we talked about getting funding from the academic sector as well as the, you know, equity, diversity, inclusions unit, because, you know, it helps a lot of the fields and it could help our academic excellence. Yeah, um, we're really just in the process of reaching out to people at the moment. Um, like Karen said, yes, got a pretty respectable con- contact list of people uh, who can uh, help us get this up and running. Um, I believe we're also working with Student Minds uh, ne- next month during Mental Health Week. So I'm not, I'm not 100% sure on what that's going to entail, but I, I do believe that that's going to be a really good time for us to get into contact with some more people who can help us uh, get it up and running. And uh, like Karen mentioned, I'm also in contact with some uh organizations outside of unsw to hopefully get some you know sponsors on board or visibility for the program so yeah that's so good to hear yeah it's all about just making um the right contacts and being in touch with the right people and hope for the best (laughs) um before we end could you please let us know where we can find more info about your project and how to keep up to date with you guys this is the biggest problem question for me because we don't have a social media presence kind of thing. The reason is I was very, I thought it would be very suspicious and very, um, very forward to try to make a, like an Instagram account for our group when it's not even affiliated with UNSW at the time. And we don't know what's going to happen to it. I honestly would say if you want to look more into the project, keep up with EDI, look at UNSW News, because since it's going to be official, it will be posted through there. Yeah, we don't, like, there's no social media for us at this point in time. We'll be, just be disability ambassadors, I assume. Um, yeah, I guess from our ends, um, one of the biggest, like, one of the first, uh, first things that we thought about in terms of how we're going to implement this program is how are we going to get ambassadors on board? And you know, we could do social media and advertise uh, through that channel, but we discussed that what we wanted to do was we wanted to email everyone who was registered with uh, e- EOS. Yeah, EOS. Um, so, you know, that email that goes around, you know, asking if you have anything to sort of disclose um, about your sort of health or mental condition to UNSW to see what support they can offer you it would sort of go around like that as well as asking, you know, if you have, we would go around to people who have disclosed um, any sort of information to UNSW and ask them, you know, would you want to be, you know, basically some sort of like a role model or ambassador for, for other people who are in the position that you were in when you first started university. And I guess that was really the first, you know, core idea that, that we started off with and then it branched off into a few different other areas in terms of like helping students reach out to other services uh, other than just disclosing. But basically what I'm getting at is that we didn't really necessarily um, find a reason why we needed to establish social media at this point in time when our project is going to hopefully, I guess, um, reach out to all of the, I guess, eligible ambassadors um, we'll probably be recruiting in the future. So, yeah. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, because not everyone, not social media is not the answer to everything because you have to, you know, consider the market and stuff. So definitely. Um, so 
you know, for our listeners, um, as Kieran and Victor said, definitely look out for EDI, um, look out for emails, or you can even search it up yourself. Um, definitely, as Kieran said, Disability Ambassadors. Perfect. Thank you so much. That's about it. That's all we have time for today. Um, thank you so much to our special guests, Kieran and Victor. Thank you so much for listening and we hope you enjoyed today's episode. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Our username is GroundedUNSW to stay up to date with upcoming podcast episodes and to get your say on things like guests you'd like to hear from and questions you want answered. Please rate and review the podcast and subscribe or follow our podcast channel to help us continue grow. And finally, if you or someone you know is having mental health difficulties, do not be afraid to seek help. There will be links to some great resources in the show notes, which you can reach out to if you need support. With that being said, until next time, stay tuned and stay grounded.